The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Well, I have a question for you ladies. That's all you are entrepreneurs. Um, have you guys heard of uh, Kevin Samuels? I have. Mm-hmm. I have not. He's, I'm he's, 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 he's He is. I, he likes to shake the up, table. He's kicking up dust, exactly. <laughs> he likes to shake the table. We should bring him on the show. Yeah. No. <laughs> I ain't coming on that show that day. I'm going to be gone. I swear the line was around the corner when she walked right in. High heels, short dress, he should have known right there. He walked over like, you the shorty, I should be rocking. She told him, baby, I'm a job, we need to get clocked in. She next level, eyes full of pride, she won't settle. No breaks, so she hit the road, foot to the pedal. No days off, I mean, that's often offensive. She like the ball, like the park with the fences. Yeah, so her lifestyle get awfully expensive. She might dismiss it, but it's hard to resist her. Cause she's a boss. Yeah. All right, so if you are a boss... If you want to be a boss, if you have future plans on being a boss, this is the episode for you. We have Monique Rodriguez here with Myel Organics, which mm-hmm. I'm excited to be here with all of you lovely fly women. I'm so excited. Thank We're you excited too. We are super yeah. excited. <laughs> we want to hear this story. We love you. Monique is a boss. I love y'all. Yes, even though I, I just a ball. Met the definition y'all. of a boss. <laughs> Sherelle has told me so much about you and about your story, given her goosebumps. So I am super excited to hear all about this right now. I know bits and pieces, but I want you to give us the real, real. I am a CEO of Myel Organics, which is a natural and organic hair care company. Bomb products, too. And I use the product. So if you need if you need your hair to grow, if you need your hair to be moisturized, healthy, like we got you. Yes. At Myel. Um, But I started the company seven years ago. I used to be a registered nurse in labor and delivery. So, you know, Cheryl, I could deliver your baby, but I'm not. But Um, but I did that for for eight years. And, you know, I went through a very tragic experience with the loss of my son. In 2013, I was eight months pregnant and I had a uterine rupture. Can you explain to everyone what a uterine rupture is? So a uterine rupture, so my second child, Mackenzie, so crazy thing, both of my kids were born on my birthday. So Mackenzie oh, wow. was, <laughs> the, and they were both early. It's y'all's birthday. Y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all's Ain't birthday. nothing yours. <laughs> yes, it's no our birthday. Yours. So they were both early. So people ask me all the time, how did that happen? They were both early, not planned to come on my birthday. So Mackenzie, she, uh, I ended up having a placental abruption. So my pregnancies were all high risk. And because they um, did an emergency C-section tr- to try to save her, they ended up cutting my uterus uh, classical, which is an up and down C-section. And so I remember the doctor telling me, like, you know, when you have another pregnancy, that's going to put you at risk for a rupture. 
But, you know, my husband and I, we were not actually planning on having any other kids. But, you know, I ended up getting pregnant. And so I knew that in the back of my mind, like, that was a possibility. I just never saw that it would actually come. So basically, you're, when the uterus gets heavy, like, you know, I, my son was, he was like five pounds. And because of the weight of him, you know, it caused that scar that was on my uterus to just open up. And so it caused him to, you know, lose oxygen. He was, you know, sitting in my abdomen. And, you know, unfortunately, when I went to the hospital, the doctor was didn't get there in time to, you know, get him out. And so, unfortunately, um, yeah, he was born and he passed away. I'm so sorry to so hear that. Sorry. And I, this, Eileen, I have, like, flashbacks right now because I had a um, placenta eruption. Oh. Um, and the same thing happened. Um, but thank God that, you know, I'm not in the place where I have to tell the story of um, the child that I would have had. And we thank you for telling that story. Um, yes. because I know that story is, is not easy. You know, it is. And I know a lot of women out here watching are going to thank you and, and have so many questions for you and, and ask you for advice because it is such a hard story to share. I had a, a, um, a uterine rupture, too. And when I had my son, I was advised not to have him. And that was such a hard decision to make to have your child continuing like I went to the doctor and she was straight up like, you should medically terminate your child. And I'm like, wow. Like that was like crushed my, my soul. And we decided to move on with the baby and everything was fine. Thank God. But I know that that's like a, a it's hard. And the thing is like women, you know, women suffer like infant loss, but they don't talk about it. We don't have to suffer in silence. That's why I'm vocal about my story because it helps the next, you overcome by your testimony. So, you know, that's how I have also, you know, obviously you never get over it, but it has helped strengthen me by telling my story, knowing that my story can also help someone else who may be going through infant loss and that you can, you can get through it. You know, it was devastating to me being a labor and delivery nurse, like knowing like everything, like what to do, how to take care of my body. And, you know, instead of like questioning God, like why me, I had to start asking God, like, what are you trying to show me? from this situation. And for me, I felt that God was revealing my purpose, you know, from that painful situation. Um, Ever since I was little, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I've always wanted to be a boss. Like I would always envision myself like, you know how some girls, they play house, you know, the husband, I will walk around like I'm the boss of the house. So that was, that was me. So that has always been instilled in me. But the thing is, I didn't see it growing up. I came from a low middle-class family. So I saw like, women working hard, trying to provide for their family and knowing how to survive. So I didn't even think that being a boss or an entrepreneur was something that was attainable for me. Um, But when that happened, God revealed to me like my purpose. And, you know, I just stepped out on faith. I said, you know, if anything, like when that happened, I could have lost my life, you know, because it was, you know, it was very traumatic and um, trauma to the body. I lost a lot of blood. And I said, like, I want to live a fulfilling life. Like, I want to do something that makes me happy. And nursing is a great career, but it wasn't something that I wanted to do every day. And, you know, that's really the reason why Mayel is here, because of my son. So I look at him as like my guardian angel um, that has blessed me or and with God blessed me with this amazing idea to create the company that I have today. I wouldn't be here if, if I didn't go through that. The purpose in that pain um is so inspiring and motivational because even if this is not something that somebody else has experienced, like one of the people that are watching today or listening today, everybody experiences something in their life that causes them great pain. 
And, and hopefully not everybody, hopefully there's somebody that doesn't have to experience that, but the people that do have something and to be able to pull from that and draw strength from it and be able to push forward and find purpose in that is hands down, like amazing. How would you tell somebody else to, you know, experience an infant loss? For me, I can only speak from for me, and that's the advice I would give. Like, I had to lean on my faith. Like, my husband couldn't get me through what I was going through. My mom, even though they were all there, they were my support system, I had to lean on God. God was the only thing that got me through this, my faith, because I knew that, you know, there was something bigger that he was trying to show me. And number one, it was first deepening my relationship with him. Like, I always tell people, like, you can't figure this life out without putting your faith in God first because, you know, he will quickly humble you and, and he will like, God is a, he's not a loud guy, but he will do something to get your attention to make you come to him and submit. And, and for, for me, I was living my life the Monique's way, like trying to figure things out my way and not really doing things God's way. So number one, it allowed me to deepen my relationship more spiritually. And so I'm always very vocal about my faith. My company is a yes, faith-based you are. organization. I'll be on that yes, live every, yes, so. I try to make it every morning. Yeah, so it's all God's it. glory is, you know, the reason why I'm here. And so I just tell people to, it's okay to grieve. It's okay to feel how you feel, feel that pain, you know, but get in the Bible, read scriptures, you know, that's what helped me get through. I admire you for your unspoken motivation. Thank you. For sure. And can you tell tell the ladies where the name your business name came from? Of course, that's my favorite question. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> so as I mentioned, like my daughters, we you know I've been super blessed to give birth twice to two beautiful girls on and the same day. On the same that's day, incredible. so they're my incredible. inspiration. They keep me going. Their name is Mia and Mackenzie. Their middle name is Mia Gabrielle Mackenzie Ariel. So that's where E L L E came from. And I tell my husband, these are my kids. So they, 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 so it's my L because they are my L's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Speaking of um, your business and your company, I want to ask this because all of us as being minority women, black women um, and being entrepreneurs and it's hard for young women to grow up nowadays because they may not have seen that in our generation. Like our generation is a generation of entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, my mom was when I grew up, but outside of her, I didn't see very many black women that were entrepreneurs. Right now we see Rihanna and she's a, she's a billionaire y'all like billionaires, right? And so is, is your goal, is your goal to be a billionaire? I will be a billionaire. You yes. will be. Yes. Speak That's it. That's what I want to know. Speak already. it. You already. You motivation. I'm already Speak walking into Manifestation. <laughs> Speak That's that. right. But I ask that because um, I, I am not an entrepreneur by heart. Like by heart as psychology, stick me in a cubicle. Like I'll work a nine to five, do my job, you know, work my way up. But I am in this entrepreneurship role right now. And it is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it to you guys? Because all of us have businesses and stuff that we're, we have going on behind the scenes, whether or not we're supporting our significant others in their businesses, doing it ourselves, creating new ones. What is the sacrifice that that takes? It's a lot of sacrifice. It's balance. It's mental. It's soul. It's physical. It's pain. It's you pleasure. Know, <laughs> it's pleasure. But at the same time, it's just it's it's it's. 
invigorating at the same time. I feel like you want to see that you are able to have a platform and you want to see what comes to fruition and your thoughts and your dreams all kind of line up and come together. And it happens in its own time. Everyone has their pace. Maybe it's a husband that's leading a little bit or maybe it's the wife that's coming through on the other side. It's give and take or it's just you're you're going through something that just hits you in your core. It's almost like, you know what, this might like propel me into something different yeah. or a different vibe or just a different energy to where you just want to be like, this is my path. So why not lead into that? And I think for me, it's resilience. I mean, it's a nonstop grind through yes. the good and the bad, the ups and right. the downs. Um, it's, it can be rewarding. Um, but then you also have those really hard days and how do you see those through? Um, and just wanting to always give a quality product. Like whenever I'm working with my clients, I always want to give them quality, concierge. Um, so really just putting your heart into it. And I think as women, we're so like caring. We want to take care. We want to make sure everything is perfect. You know, I, I feel like we're so thorough. Um, and then that just kind of also bleeds into the business practices as and well. And I think Alexa said sacrifice. You sacrifice so much to be a business owner. You sacrifice your family time, your mom time, me time, you know, and husband time. I don't know, when I first started my business, my husband would be like, you're not coming home? You're not cooking right now? Like, what am I going to eat? I'm like, uh, your phone work. Like, you can call and have some food. You can call a chef. How about that? Like, no, I, I want you to cook. And, you know, the kids are like, Mom, you're not, you're not going to be home, right? You're not going to see me do my homework. And you and you think about those things and those things. Yeah, yeah you feel guilty. Yeah, you feel the guilty. mommy guilt is real. And it changes. Guilt is so real. And I feel like it changes the dynamic of even the mother you thought that you were going to be. That's right. Um, but then understanding, and I know Cheryl always talks about this, self-care. and. Mm -hmm. But also knowing that, like, this is the sacrifice I'm going to make right now for us to, you know, have the rewards in the future. The communication with the kids is a must because before I didn't know how to, I wasn't communicating when I was going out. It was just, I was focused so much on, I got to get this, I got to make it happen. And my daughter, she's very vocal, y'all know this. She's like, she's expressing herself to me and I wasn't paying attention to it. Like, mommy, you're not at home and she's not understanding why I'm while I'm working so hard, while I'm doing this. And it's just basically explaining all this to her. Like, this is why I'm doing this. Even my son, Denim, he's at that point. Why are you leaving? Because I'm trying to, I'm building us, a, I'm not trying, I'm building us an empire. Mm -hmm. So just be patient with, with me. The sacrifices, I had to give up a lot. Like friends, I had to let them go. I sacrificed relationships because at some point it's like, I can't continue to put myself on the back burner for something that I want to do and I'm not accomplishing it. And you're not supporting me. So I have sacrificed friendships. I have sacrificed relationships and to get where I'm at today. And I feel so much better. Sometimes it takes those sacrifices. If they're not willing to come on with you and grow with you, you have and to let it go. And everybody's going to be there for the entire ride either. Sometimes chapters. they're just there. People yeah. make it to chapters yeah. in your book. Not They don't make it the whole book. They come for chapters. You have to cleanse physically, mentally, soulfully, faithfully. Absolutely. And just because it's the end of their chapter on your assignment doesn't mean that it's the end of your chapters. Like you just continue going. <laughs> but I think that like in life, like you're going to say life is a sacrifice. Like you sacrifice not only in business, but in life in general. So for me, like I have non-negotiables. So and then I also learned to like delegate. So I knew very early on because I did suffer a loss like 
how important family is. So for me, I knew that my non-negotiables, I'm not going to sacrifice time. Um, I'm not going to sacrifice like their sports events. My Both of my kids do sports. Like I'm always going to be there because I never want them to look back at me and say, I resent my mom for building this empire. I want them to feel like they're included along this journey. And so I'm very intentional about doing so. Um, but things like, you know, that I don't enjoy doing, like I don't enjoy cooking or cleaning. I've, I've tried the Susie homemaker thing, but like, we that's all not have our me. superpowers. Yeah. Like you and you, that's the thing. Like, that's not my that's ministry. Real. It's exactly. It's not. <laughs> and when you even like it's, it's written, it's in the Bible, like a Proverbs 31, like she asks for help. Like she knows how to delegate while she takes care of her business affairs. And so for me, it's like if I can delegate cooking and cleaning and like chores to not, to be there for my kids mm-hmm. to spend time because my kids not gonna remember if I you know fold their clothes or if yeah. I wash dishes like they're gonna remember the time going like, to the park yeah. going up at there right they're gonna remember like the track like my mom was at every track meet my mom was at every horse like they're gonna remember those things and so those are my non negotiables so I think that any woman in business like you you're gonna make a sacrifice but you gotta set those non negotiables and that's how I feel like you balance. I have that tattoo on the Proverbs on my shoulder for that exact reason, because like my mother was superwoman to me and she still is superwoman to me. And I have that mentality going into motherhood. And what that means to me is that I'm there when you wake up and I'm there when you go to sleep. I'm there to read you a bedtime story. I'm there to pray with you over every meal. Um, And if I'm not there, you know that that's where I want to be. That is where I choose to be. Um, And so I had a hard time figuring out like, not being able to do it all. But I realized through Proverbs mm-hmm. and through my, my church and my faith that I can do it all by delegating and getting help. I'm still doing it all. Doing and, it. and I think it was a kind of like a stigma that society has put on women as like, well, everybody did it back then and they didn't have any help and you have help. And so but this back is, then they didn't they wasn't business owners. Correct. In the and house. didn't have relationships or people, uh, family members living with them or like there's an aunt that's next door or, you know, there was older siblings taking care of their kids. Like I've been by myself in every city we've been to. There is no family helping. There's nobody that I could reach out to and say, hey, come but sit your, real your quick. Your babies know your soul. Yeah. 100%. It's penetrated. And, and that and, goes and that's the each, th- and, that's each the, and one of that's us. The they thing, know their like, mama. Yeah, they know their mom. My kids, <laughs> you feel me? They, they love me. They know I sacrificed <laughs> a lot and I worked hard. Like, this is the reason why I, I left and went to the military because I wanted a better life for us. And, and now I... It's rewarding because I can spend time with. I'm not missing anything. That's an unnegotiable. My kids, my daughter homecoming. I'm flying back. I don't give a damn if it's three o'clock in the morning. I'm getting. I'm not missing anything for my kids. Yes, but delegation is a key when it comes to, especially your business. Being an entrepreneur, you can't do everything on your own. You have to delegate things. You can't run this, 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 and this. If you do, it's it's not gonna last. You have you definitely have to delegate. The pie is only so big. That's exactly. right. The pie is only so. There's only a hundred slices to that pie. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And you got to figure out what part and portions of your life you're given that pieces, those pieces of those pies to. I so what would you? Such a long time ago, it was said that your business is only successful if you can step away from it and mm. it's still profitable. Ooh, a little realty go. is successful, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say you can't come back to your business and, and you know, be very hands on. But if you can't step away for, from your business to take care of your kids. Then what's going to happen? But you know, the biggest thing is, and I think it's with, with our, with us as minorities, we are afraid to, and I have seen that from other businesses. We want to double and double in everything. Like you want to control, be the control freak over everything. And sometimes you just have to put people in in places that you trust trust. to, to help run it. And I think that's the problem with entrepreneurs. When their businesses don't last, it's because they're trying to double and dabble in everything. And they get burnt out, too, trying to do too much. I know you brought up Rihanna. So to piggyback off of your point, like Rihanna did not become a billionaire, you know, not not only overnight, but by herself. She she doesn't know everything. And I think that, you know, I don't know Rihanna, but just like looking at her on social media, like I could feel that she has a humble spirit. Mm -hmm. And I feel like being a true leader you know, you have the humility to say, you know, what? I don't know everything, but what I do know how to do is I know how to surround myself with people that are smarter than me that have done this before and that I can learn from and do it even better. So if you notice, like Rihanna, um, some of her, her business partner in Fenty Beauty is LVMH, which mm-hmm. is really good friends with Jay-Z. Like you can tell like he's teaching her the ropes because a lot of their partnerships like intertwine with each other. So like you cannot be a successful, if you're trying to be a millionaire or a billionaire, like it's okay to say like, I don't know everything. I'm the CEO of my company, but like, I don't know everything, but I've surrounded myself and I hire people that have went to Harvard and have, you know, MBAs and I I don't have that, but I know how to learn from you. So it's just having that spirit of humility. Everyone has a superpower though. You, where you're weak, I'm strong, where you're strong, I'm weak. And then you have to lean on each other. I think it's good for. So what advice would you, cause there's, this is, again, this is the era of entrepreneurs, right? So what advice would you give the young women today who are looking at being an entrepreneur and going out on their own, going out on, stepping out on faith, because that's what it is. I would say that, um, first of all, you have to research whatever business you want to get into. You need to research it thoroughly. 
And then when you get into that business, you have to understand that it's going to be good days. It's going to be bad days. It's going to be good weeks, bad months. And, you know, you can't just give up because you ran into a hard time. And you can't expect it to be successful overnight. Absolutely. That's right. And you that can't even expect insta. your first one to be successful. Absolutely. It's okay to fail. A lot of people yeah. don't want to fail, but it's okay. You learn so much from failing. That's right. You learn so much. Right. If you don't fail, that means you're not taking enough risk. Exactly. So you, you live in safe. And then you have, for those people like me, I'm a risk taker. Like, I don't, I don't research. I'm sorry, Kia. <laughs> I'm, I'm a researcher. I don't, I don't research. Like, when I got out, when I medically retired from the military, I knew what I wanted to do. So, by any means necessary, I'm going to do this. So, I just went full force in, and I'm asking. Don't be afraid to ask you for research, help. You research, though. You I research when you list the house? When you no, do all of that girl. stuff, you don't know you don't you don't do your due diligence on that house. Listen, I don't tell it. the public that. I, I, <laughs> no, I, listen, I'm so serious. When I sold my first house, I was in the military. It was one of my coworkers. I didn't even know how to open the lockbox. <laughs> I, I had him opening the lockbox. I'm like, I didn't even know how to write a contract. Like it was my first deal. I had just got my license. I didn't know how to do nothing. And you know what I did? The listing agent for that home. I said, listen. I'm new to this. I just got my license a month ago. I don't have the training. If I mess up this contract, just work with me. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And when you that, when you admit when you admit that you don't know, people respect you more. Yeah. When you start acting like you know you got this and and you look like Boo Boo the Fool, yeah. they're gonna treat you like Boo Boo the Fool. Well, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so for me in fashion, right, because you have a natural knack for some things. So if you're going into business for certain things, there's a natural knack for it. Like yours is um, medical, right? You have a natural appreciation and a natural understanding of that going into now this hair care line. So for me, fashion, it came kind of natural. But what I did instead of just going off my natural ability or what I thought was my natural ability is went to school for the back end and the business side of it. Because that's what I didn't know and what could not technically be taught to me on the job training. So it was learning kind of like the ins and outs and the back end of whatever business you're getting into, which is, again, research. But if there's a course or training or anything that you can do to hone in on those specific skills, my advice would be to to do that and sign up for those courses or find a mentor that can help you. Mentor. Because every business, I feel like with education, I'm, you know, do the education for it. But mentor mentorship is huge. Everybody business is going to be different. So how you experience it, even with the mentorship, how they experience their business is going to be totally different from how you experience yours. You have to go through those trials and tribulations and and experience that for your business. So and I would say follow a mentor that's kind of in line with yes, the things right. that yeah, you believe in. Right. Yeah, that's right. because oftentimes, yeah, oftentimes I've you know thought someone would be a good fit to mentor me when I first got into real estate myself, and it just it it wasn't divine. It was me trying to force something <laughs> that you know is not there, um, and then kind of just leaning and and praying about it like. God will put the right people in your life to help you and to lead you. And you just have to like follow your Genuine intuition. Genuine relationship. Yeah. And yeah. I would say following your intuition and following your passion and falling in love with whatever you're about to get into. Like love it. Yeah. Love the grind. Love the research if you're doing it. Love, you know, asking for help, asking questions. Um, you have to be curious, you know, about your industry. Well, I have a question for you ladies. That's all you are entrepreneurs. Um, have you guys heard of uh, Kevin Samuels? I have. Mm-hmm. I have not. He's, I'll he's, be he's, 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 he's,
He likes to shake the table. He's kicking up dust, exactly. He likes to shake the table. So here's the thing with that. So he talks about high-value men, right, all the time. And we're all married to high-value men. And in his in his definition, by definition, what what is his definition of having somebody who is, I believe it was like six foot and taller, six figures, six figures, a successful man. Well, some of the questions, those are some of the questions that the girls ask. So, like, I was talking to Key about this and I want to know. Um, is there a such thing as a high-value woman? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm dealing with We're sitting with a bunch of I was going to say, we all have value women. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but <laughs> I don't like that he, he doesn't mention the high... That's the part that I don't like. It's not just a one-way street. It's not only high-value women. He always men. talking about men. And that's it. Like, and what, what about, you can bring to the table. Right, and, and like, it's our job women. to bring something to the table. I do, I do yeah. not like how he bashes women. He bashes the women. I don't like, like how get he tells a woman... Uh, rate yourself and certain sizes that you should be to be uh, to be capable, be beautiful, uh, to be beautiful in his beautiful. eyes. In his eyes, we should bring him on the show. Yeah. No, I ain't coming on that show that day. I'm gonna be gone. But but my, it's, it's to be considered back. beautiful for a high value man is what it is. It's like these are the requirements well, to be considered yeah, for him to even like dictate what. That's what I'm curious. What are you bringing to the table? What does he bring? How is he the evaluator? How is Where's he the evaluator? What I know is I don't value. need no Kevin Samuels to value me. Like, I know where my value is. Exactly. And I hate that women get on his platform to even listen to the foolishness that he speaks. He, he degrades women so... So you would call up and he'd be like, okay, you talk to him for a while. He'd be like, okay, so how do you rate yourself? And he'd be like, you can't say seven. And so you, you know, maybe you'll say nine. And he'd be like... Well, that's Kelly Rowland. That's Kelly Rowland. That's Kelly Rowland. So are you a are Kelly Rowland? Like he just makes women feel so small, and I feel so bad for these women because if I was ever get, I'm a ten, okay? I'm a. T- I don't care what you think, and you can't tell me no different because that's what I feel in my heart. How dare you tell a woman that they? No, he, he was like, oh, I best I give you is a five. But what women are getting on his platform, allowing them to rate them? Like you know what? It's sometimes the women are. I think curiosity. Curiosity killed the cat in this situation because, one, I think it's an opportunity for them to actually get some advice from somebody on relationships because a lot of the women actually want to be in a long-term relationship and But that's the problem. You searching for advice from the wrong source. Does he ever have men on his show? No, not that I've seen. So he does have men on the show. Okay. I have not seen those. I've only seen a couple of segments because I've, people have sent them to me. And he says he bring in relationships together with men and women, left and right, who are trying to add value to the relationship and all this other stuff. I don't know this. He for talks fact. a lot about women not being able to be to work while they have families. Doesn't while they have like independent women at all, yes, or I'm women like, who have independent type personalities, yeah. alpha personalities. We would not get along with him, ladies. I know. <laughs> you know, I feel like usually when like men are like that, like it's. It's like something has happened with the woman that has scarred them for them to have so much animosity against women. Like, why are you trying to tear women down? A woman brought you into this we world. Bur- we birthed all like, this yeah. We birthed so, it all. What, why do you have so much animosity against women? Who has hurt you? Because I feel like only hurt, hurt people, people hurt, hurt people. people. Right. Right. But and, the, the saddest part about that is it's all black women. And that, wow, that's crazy. I'm not familiar with him, but that's crazy. And we don't know what happens as soon as they get off. He And he abruptly oh, he shuts will mute you. He'll mute you in yeah. a minute. Miss, so you miss, feel bad. Miss, I feel miss, bad I am talking. Miss, click, miss. Click, click. 
And I had a girlfriend that went on that show. It's rude. Yeah. What I don't like, what I don't like is it seems like he has like a cult-like following because all the men up there, you'll see them commenting and say, saying things. And I just don't feel like for the next generation of men, I don't think that's adding value to even how they're dating and how they're choosing Absolutely. to find women. I will say because this, that's a, a bad attitude. clock is right two times a day. Right. I feel like some of his points <laughs> that's that he that's that's Some of the points that he tries to make, I understand where he's coming from. But it's your delivery and how you're talking to these it doesn't young, seem vulnerable women that are calling you for genuine advice. It's like he disgusted. Yes. Right. You know? It's yes. Like, yeah, it doesn't Ooh, seem sincere. That's that a flag. So it is. Yeah. That's a flag. Them. Red flag. Red flag. Flag on a flag. You can't make this shit up. No. <laughs> Shame on you, Kevin. Shame on you. <laughs> I swear the line was around the corner when she walked right in. High heels, short dress, he should have known right then. He walked over like, you the shorty, I should be rocking. She told him, baby, I'm a job, we need to get clocked in. She next level, eyes full of pride, she won't settle. No breaks, so she hit the road, foot to the pedal. No days off, I mean, that's often offensive. She like the ball, like the park with the fences. Yeah, so her lifestyle get awfully expensive. She might dismiss it, but it's hard to resist her, cause she's a boss. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.